From the US to Europe, an international podcast breaking down structured credit one tranche at a time. Welcome to The Last Tranche, Credit Flux's bi-monthly podcast discussing CLOs and all things structured credit. I am your host and reporter with Credit Flux, Hugh Minch. Hello and welcome to The Last Tranche. My name is Hugh Minch and I'm a reporter with Credit Flux. As I'm speaking, 54% of the US population has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Virus cases are at their lowest level since the start of the pandemic. States are reopening and the economic recovery has begun, which is visible in the loan market. Uh, With that as a backdrop, I'm joined today by Roberta Goss, Senior Managing Director and Co-Head of the Bank Loan and CLO platform at Pretium Partners. Roberta, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, Hugh. Thank you for having me. So according to the latest data I've seen, and I'm sure you have more up-to-date numbers, but uh, we have just 3% of the LSTA loan index is trading below 90, uh, while the S&P, well, S&P says the default rate could fall to 1.75% by March next year. Uh, These figures are really remarkable. Um, Are there any other headline numbers that demonstrate where things are in the loan market right now? Yes, it's been an incredible year over the last 15 months and through the first half of 2021, sort of continuing the strength in the overall credit markets and in particular the loan market. I think what is particularly strong is uh, the fact that we've had incredible gross and net issuance in the loan market year to date. And I think these numbers go through to the close yesterday. We've had gross loan issuance in excess of $460 billion and net net of refis and, and repricings of close to $175 million, which puts us on track for some record years, uh, or for a record year in 2021. Again, this is supported by very strong uh, demand fundamentals, in particular retail fund inflows. We're now into our 24th week of positive loan retail fund flows. And that's been supported by the rate market and expectations for rates um, over the coming couple of years. And in particular, from the strong CLO supply in terms of new deal creation. And that's been continuing really since the beginning of this year and continues, you know, as we speak today with 10 to 15 new CLOs in the market pricing each week. So I know this gets said a lot, but it's amazing to consider how strong these numbers are, especially given everything that the economy has been through in the last year. This is very true. And I think this speaks to, you know, the the theme of reopening and uh, the support we've seen in the loan market across some of the most aggressively impacted industries over the last year. And if you look at performance in the loan market in the first half of this year, it's really the reopening sectors that were hit hardest this time last year that have seen the greatest performance. So the loan market being up year to date, sort of over three, close to 3.3%. Year to date, the strongest sectors in the market so far have been gaming and leisure and transportation, the airlines, autos. Um, And then further strength has come from energy, metals and mining and consumer products, all up close to two times the overall, overall loan market. 
there's really been very little in terms of underperformance away from two sectors, broadcasting and more recently, the utility sector, which are effectively flat on the year. So the reopening theme has been a main driver of performance um, in these sectors year to date. And I think the real question from here is, you know, in the balance of this year, how, what sort of legs are there in terms of further upside uh, across these sectors as, you know, liquidity is no longer a focus as um, they've all been able to raise substantial liquidity with 12 to 24 months of of cash on balance sheet to sort of weather the next year. But now it comes down to the performance of the underlying companies and their ability to get back to, you know, sort of pre-pandemic levels in terms of operating performance. Right. I'm going to um, ask you more detail about some of those sectors a little later on. But mm-hmm. if we just sort of look back to start with, I, th- I think it's fair to say so since the Pfizer announcement late last year that they had a successful vaccine, after that, everything was up and it sort of continuously trended in that one direction ever since. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, it is. I think we had, you know, pretty consistent month on month performance for the loan market. And I think this month we're up again on a total return basis you know, close to 30 basis points. And we're reaching, you know, in the last week, we reached new lo- new highs on the uh, leverage loan index. I would say, you know, we have pockets of where we've gone sideways and there's been some unwinds of CLOs around payment dates. And we've started to see that a little bit over the last couple of weeks. But for the most part, the market's been one directional for close to a year now. Yeah, and you touched on this a little bit. What what are some of the trends that you're seeing um, on the new issue side of the loan market? Yeah, I'd say unlike eighteen nineteen, where the market was sort of buyer friendly or investor friendly at any given point in time, it feels like the market's been much more balanced for the last six months and even the most recent few weeks. And by that I mean that. I wouldn't say that we're we're seeing excesses in terms of you know moves in pricing or moves in underwriting standards or moves in documentation. I'd say you know one big theme that seems to be most impactful in, in loans and and I think an impactful theme for CLOs in particular is LIBOR floors and one of the things we've seen this year is that close to three quarters of issuance has come with LIBOR floors, and that is a meaningful, you know, close to 35 basis points of incremental spread on on transactions and CLOs in particular. And I think the question from here is, well, we've seen the long end move, you know, relatively sharply over the last six months. The short end, and I'm talking about three-month LIBOR, you know, has over the last two months actually declined since we set rates for CLOs in April. I think we hit a fairly new low in the last week, just below 12 basis points for three-month LIBOR. And I think LIBOR floors are definitely a protective factor for, for investors, but I think over the next 
12 to 18 months, um, a sharp move in the short end is something that we're, we're mindful and, and watching. I think defaults is another, you brought this up, that projections for defaults have come down you know, meaningfully across the street and expectations are now below 2%. And I think that's very consistent with where we've seen the hardest hit sectors and companies raise liquidity. I think the robustness of the credit markets supports a low default rate right now and underwriting standards, again, uh, support low defaults over the over the short and probably medium term. So I think it's a fairly positive environment in terms of you know the loan market overall. And I think we're sort of in a sweet spot in terms of you know this flowing through to new CLO creation with spreads holding in at uh, fairly attractive levels and the fundamentals for corporate credit seeing some positive and uh, continued strength for the balance of the year. So a little bit more uh, data in terms of where we are in with things reopening. Earlier this week, there was new data from the MTA, which showed the subway ridership in New York, where you know a large chunk of this industry is based, um, is just 44% of where it was pre-COVID. On the other hand, so while US airlines reported their busiest week uh, since the start of the pandemic, uh, passenger rates are just uh, 76% of where they were in 2019. So I think it does need to sort of be stressed that open and normal are not exactly the same thing. That's absolutely true. And I think open, we're still fairly early days in terms of, as you say, the, the transportation sector in particular, be it airlines, be it the public transport users or usage. And I think if I look at you know, Uber uh, trends in, in the city, and we'll speak about this later, I think that there's, you know, all of this is flowing through to inflation numbers, but we really need to see operating performance across each of these sectors return to something more normal. And we're, and we're far from that on, a, on an ongoing consistent basis at this point. Right. So sticking with travel, what's your analysis um, of the outlook for the sector with regards to the loan market? Yeah. So the, the biggest sector that we're seeing, you know, within transportation, and I think is, you know, effectively a barometer for uh, this reopening trade is the airline sector. And it's gone through tremendous volatility over the last year. And if I, you know, highlight one particular name, which was in a leveraged credit going into the pandemic was American Airlines. And American, Delta, and United all accessed uh, liquidity fairly easily this time last year. And again, over the course of the last 12 months, granted it was fairly expensive capital and structurally favorable for investors in that it's got some strong non-call features to it. But I would say that over the last eight weeks, in particular American Airlines, which has really, of the three, is the mo- more levered, has really seen you know, the last leg of performance in terms of a rally in, in some of the longer dated tranches. So in April, the longer dated tranches were still in the high 80s, and those have now moved definitively into sort of the more the high 90s. And so the question from here, is, you know, have we really priced in, in particular for the airlines, you know, a year's worth of 
performance in advance, and I'd, I'd argue we have. I don't expect any liquidity issues with any of these carriers, but you really need to see a return to consistent passenger growth. And I think there's still some question marks. I think the consumer traveler will come back quickly, but the uncertainty around the business traveler and international travel, um, while it will come back, I think the real question is over what time horizon. And and at, at this point, you know, it feels like a return to 2019 levels is is pretty much priced in and expectations for that in the next 12 months. So I think the the other sort of sector within transportation that has seen a really strong rally is in particular one named Carnival Cruises. That was generally not a leverage credit. That was a, a fallen angel that came to the loan market shortly after the pandemic hit, shored up their liquidity very quickly with some expensive, I think it was L plus 750 paper. They were recently in the market refinancing that down to L plus 300. And you know that's fairly industry standard or benchmark for a double B credit, but they haven't sailed a ship yet. So I don't think that we have any concerns around the credit itself, but the timing of when when the consumer is able to come back online and sustain levels that we were at pre-pandemic. This morning, I think they've pushed things out a quarter. I think it's more a question of how long it takes to get back as opposed to whether or not we get back. But we're certainly pricing in a return to full pre-pandemic levels over the next 12 months. Yeah, it's interesting to see uh, what irregularities arise as the economy reopens. Of course, um, the economy's never had to reopen before, at least not as long as right. the leveraged loan market has existed. Um, so one thing that's getting a lot of attention now is these shortages that you're seeing, whether that's you know in semiconductors, um, a month or so ago it was lumber, uh, now the labor shortage is getting a lot of attention. Are these aspects of reopening showing up in um, leverage loan market and in leverage loan pricing? Um, I would say they're showing up in terms of commentary as we went through first quarter earnings. And I think there was a consistent theme across a lot of sectors, be it the autos and semis runs through a whole host of industries these days. Um, I'm not sure there is an industry that's not impacted by semis these days. The sort of raw material, commodity theme, everyone, management teams were generally, I think it was 60% of management teams in Q1 commented on commodity price increases and just general raw material price increases. But for the most part, in the first quarter, we continued to see margin improvement. Um, so it wasn't impacting EBITDA performance or operating income performance at this point. And anything that was coming through, I think was for the most part being passed through on the top line. I think over the next 12 months, there will be more volatility around operating margins um, as a result of these shortages and potential commodity volatility. We've already started to see lumber prices come down. So it was you know, where they're still elevated, but we've peaked. And I think, you know, every, any given quarter, we're going to see transitional shocks that 
you know, will bear through ultimately. But if I say that they're being priced in, is that risk being priced in right now? Probably not. So are there any areas where you think the simple fact of reopening has led to underperformance in sectors or in individual loans? I would not say that the the reopening has caused any real underperformance. The underperformance, as I said, has come from the utilities and broadcasting sector there. I would say that it is more idiosyncratic. The power industry went through an auction recently in the past two weeks, which, you know, in part was a function of weak demand in the Northeast, but I think also is a function of structural changes that are taking place in the composition of renewables versus coal versus net gas suppliers to to utilities. And I think to me, that's more of a structural change that's taking place as opposed to uh, a pure reopening risk. I think the other sector that's underperformed is broadcasting. I you know, specifically highlight Diamond Sports in that category. And to me, that's more of an idiosyncratic risk to that credit in particular. The sectors that have really performed in line with the market are technology, both software and hardware, and healthcare overall, and business services, all tracking in the 3% range, really in line with the overall loan market year to date. I would say that within healthcare, there have been some subcategories that were impacted by COVID with people putting off particular surgeries or, you know, you know, big sector within or subsector within healthcare, the dental service organizations, obviously they had two quarters of, I think it was 50 to 60% declines and those have rebounded sharply. And that's a sector that, you know, this time last year had been downgraded to triple C and we're now have come out of that with performance returning quite sharply. We've seen across the board upgrades out of triple C and we're starting to see management teams become more aggressive in terms of M&A activity. And over the last month, we've seen those operators debt finance some large acquisitions. So even within some of the more stable, perceived stable industries like healthcare, you know, we're st- we started to see a return to normal really quickly and performance has supported that. So you, you mentioned inflation a little earlier and I did want to speak to you about that specifically. All of these issues that we've discussed, I think, can, can be related to inflation. There is a big debate going on about what extent this is inflation and to what extent this is just the result of opening up. You're, where do you fall down on, in, that, in that discussion? Yeah, it's interesting. Predium's strategy team presented earlier this week on sort of the components of uh, CPI and where the real inflation drivers within CPI are coming from. And it's clear, as we've just recently discussed, transportation, the CPI inflation number from transportation was 18%. And then I think the second highest was apparel at close to 6%. The other larger components, be it housing and healthcare and other goods and services, we're all tracking in the high twos to 3%. So in the band of expectations. I think transportation and apparel are probably 
the word transitory keeps coming up, but I think, you know, will normalize over the next six to nine months as supply comes back online and consumers um, sort of get through the first wave of where they're going to spend. It's going to be on travel. It's going to be on leisure and it's going to be on, seems to be on apparel. Um, retailers are all seeing full priced sales in the first half of this year. And I think that will start to abate as we get closer to the end of 2021. And there seems to be a consensus, at least among people that I speak to, that in, inflation is likely to be a, a net positive, both for loans and CLOs as floating rate products. Um, is that your view too? I would say yes, that overall inflation generally is a positive factor for leverage credit as uh, as it drives, you know, for the most part, it drives your top line and it's a deleveraging factor. I think for us, the real concern is more of a short-term sharp move in short rates, which hasn't been, we haven't seen that even with the uh, concern around inflation over the last several months. And for CLOs and loans specifically, you know, there's a big buffer right now coming from LIBOR floors. And if that buffer starts to get eroded through short-term rates moving, moving higher, and inflation is the factor in that or the driver of that, that will be impactful to the loan market overall and CLOs specifically. So uh, finally, you said at the start of this podcast, you asked... Yeah, how much how much room was there for further upside in the loan market? I wanted to finish by just uh, seeing if you had some thoughts about the answer to that question. We look at the loan market in terms of the price of loans and in terms of the spread and carry that you're receiving on those loans. And you know, currently the loan market is around 98. And I think another data point we use is the the percentage of loans that are trading above par. And right now that's about 25%. Certainly not at the highs we've seen over the last couple of years, but I think in the back half of this year, I would expect the loan market to generate most of its return from carry and not from price appreciation the way we have over the last 12 months. I think that's supported by a low default environment and a positive earnings environment. So I think generally positive on the loan market overall and fundamentals. I think we are probably a little more moderate in terms of the risk we're prepared to take, having seen such a dramatic rally in the loan market over the last 12 months. I think a slightly more conservative stance uh, relative to where we've been um, over the last 12 months is probably appropriate. Roberta Goss, thank you so much for joining The Last Tranche. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you for listening to The Last Tranche. If you like our show and want to know more, subscribe to Credit Flux and follow us on social media. Please leave comments, rate, like, and share our content.